Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hi, and welcome back to the Old Testament podcast. This will be for 1 Samuel chapter 20. And David fled from Naoth and Ramah and came and said before Jonathan, What have I done? What is mine iniquity? And what is my sin before thy father that he seeketh my life? And he said unto him, God forbid thou shalt not die. Behold, my father will do nothing, either great or small, but that he will show it me. And why should my father hide this thing from me? It is not so. And David swore moreover, and said, Thy father certainly knoweth that I have found grace in thine eyes. And he saith, Let not Jonathan know this, lest he be grieved. But truly, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, there is but a step between me and death. Then said Jonathan unto David, Whatsoever thy soul desireth, I will even do it for thee. And David said unto Jonathan, Behold, tomorrow is the new moon, and I shall not, I should not fail to sit with the king at meat. But let me go, that I may hide myself in the field unto the third day at even. If thy father at all miss me, then say, David earnestly asked leave of me that he might run to Bethlehem, his city, for there is a yearly sacrifice there for all the family. If he, if he say thus, it is well, thy servant shall have peace, but if he be very wroth, then he shall then be sure that evil is determined by him. Therefore thou shalt deal kindly with thy servant, for thou hast brought thy servant into a covenant of the Lord with thee. Notwithstanding, if there be in me iniquity, slay me thyself, for why shouldst thou bring me to thy father? And Jonathan said, Far be it from from thee, for if I knew certainly that evil were determined by my father to come upon thee, then would I not tell it thee. Then said David to Jonathan, Who shall tell me, or what if thy father answered thee roughly? And Jonathan said unto David, Come, and let us go out into the field. And they went out, both of them, into the field. And Jonathan said unto David, O Lord God of Israel, when I have sounded my father about tomorrow any time, or the third day, and behold, if there be good toward David, and I then send not unto thee, and show it thee, the Lord do so, and much more to Jonathan. But if it please my father to do these evil, to do the evil, then I will show it thee, and send thee away, that thou mayest go in peace, and the Lord be with thee, as he hath been with my father. And thou shalt not only while yet I, I, will, I live show me the kindness of the Lord, that I die not, but also that thou shalt should not cut off thy kinsmen from my house forever, no, not when the Lord hath cut off the enemies of David, every one from the face of the earth. So I think Jonathan knows that David's going to be king. To discuss the matter, unendangered uh, to prying eyes and ears, the two friends betook themselves to the field. The account of what passed between them, one of the few narratives of this kind given in Scripture, is most pathetic. It was not merely the outflowing of personal affection between the two, or perhaps it would not have been recorded at all. Rather, it is, rather is it reported in order to show that, though Jonathan had never spoken of it, he was fully aware of David's future destiny. More than that, he had sad presentiment of the fate of his own house. And yet, in full view of it all, he believingly submitted to the will of God and still lovingly claved to his friend. There is a tone of deep faith toward God and of a full trust in David. In what Jonathan said, far more fully and clearly than his father does he see into the future, alike as regards David in the house of Saul. But there is not a tinge of misunderstanding of David, not a shadow of suspicion, not a trace of jealousy, not a word of murmur or complaint. More touching words surely were never uttered than this charged against, charged which Jonathan laid on David on his part 
of their covenant in view of what was to come upon them both. And not only if I still alive, am still alive, not only shalt thou do with me the mercy of Jehovah, towards, show towards me divine mercy, that I die not, but thou shalt not cut off my, thy mercy from my house, not even at the time when Jehovah cutteth off the enemies of David from every one from, every, every one from the face of the earth. That was by Alfred Edersheim. Verse 16, So Jonathan made a covenant with the house of David, saying, Let the Lord even require it at the hand of David's enemies. And Jonathan caused David to swear again, and because he loved him, for he loved him as he loved his own soul. Then Jonathan said to David, Tomorrow is the new moon, and thou shalt be missed, because thy seat will be empty. And when thou hast stayed three days, then thou shalt go quick down quickly and come to the place where thou said thou didst hide thyself, when the business was in hand, and shall remain by the stone of Ezel. And I will shoot thee, I will shoot three arrows on the side thereof, as though I shot at a mark. And behold, I will, I will send a lad, saying, Go find out the arrows. If I expressly say unto the lad, Behold, the arrows are on this, on this side of thee, take them. Then, then come thou, for there is peace to thee, and no hurt, as the Lord liveth. But if I say thus unto the young man, Beyond the arrows, behold, the arrows are beyond thee, go thy way, for the Lord hath sent thee away. And as touching the matter which thou and, the, and I have spoken of, behold, the Lord be between thee and me forever. So David leaves Naoth and returns to Jonathan. He asks what he has done to deserve Saul's anger and hatred. They devise a plan to know if Saul will still kill David. Verse 24, So David hid himself in the field, and when the new moon was come, the king sat him down to eat meat. And the king sat up, sat upon his seat, as at other times, even upon a seat by the wall. And Jonathan arose, and Abner sat by Saul's side, and David's place was empty. Nevertheless, Saul spake not anything that day, for he thought, something, fall, something hath befallen him, he is not clean, surely he is not clean. And it came to pass on the morrow, which was the second day of the month, that David's place was empty, and Saul said unto Jonathan his son, Wherefore cometh not the son of Jesse to meet, neither yesterday nor today? And Jonathan answered Saul, David earnestly asked leave of me to go to Bethlehem. And he said, Let me go, I pray thee, for our family hath a sacrifice in the city, and my brother, he hath commanded me to be there. And now, if I have found favor in thine eyes, let me get away, I pray thee, and see my brother, and therefore he cometh not unto the king's table. Then Saul's anger was kindled against Jonathan, and he said unto him, Thou son of the perverse, rebellious woman, do not I know that thou hast chosen the son of Jesse to thine own confusion, and unto the confusion of thy mother's nakedness? For as long as the son of Jesse liveth upon the ground, thou shalt not be established, nor thy kingdom. Wherefore thou, wherefore now send and fetch him unto me, and for he shall surely die. So he's, he's saying basically, if, if David still lives, then Jonathan, you can never be king. And Jonathan answered Saul his father, and said unto him, Wherefore shall he be slain? What hath he done? And Saul cast a javelin at him to smite him, whereby Jonathan knew that it was determined of his father to slay David. So Jonathan arose from the table in fierce anger, and did eat no meat the second day of the month, for he was grieved for David, because his father had done him shame. And it came to pass in the morning that Jonathan went out into the field at the time appointed unto David, or appointed with David, and a little and a little lad with him. And he said unto his lad, Run, find out now the arrows which I shoot. As I, and as the lad ran, he shot an arrow beyond him. And when the lad was come to the place of the arrow which Jonathan had shot, 
Jonathan cried after the lad and said, Is not the arrow beyond thee? And Jonathan cried after the lad, Make speed, haste, stay not. And Jonathan's lad gathered up the arrows and came to his master. But the lad knew not anything, only Jonathan David knew the matter. And Jonathan gave his artillery, bow and arrows, unto his lad and said unto him, Go, carry them to the city. So David flees. And as soon as the lad was gone, David arose out of a place toward the south and fell on his face to the ground and bowed himself three times. And they kissed one another and wept one with another until David exceeded. And, and Jonathan said to David, Go in peace, for as much as we have sworn both of us in the name of the Lord, saying, The Lord be between me and thee and between me and my seed and thy seed forever. And he arose and departed. And Jonathan went into the city. David and Jonathan part company, but keep their covenant with each other. David lost his wife, relatives, country, and would not be able to be around the altars of God. Therefore, David wept the loudest. Jonathan, though Jonathan had never spoken it, he was fully aware of David's future destiny. More than that, he was he had sad presentiment of the fate of his own house, and yet in full view of it, all he be, believingly submitted to the will of God and still lovingly claved to his friend uh, and promised that... Uh, well, it says there's a tone of deep faith toward God and of, and of full trust in David and what and Jonathan said. Jonathan is asking David to protect him in his house when he becomes king, and he will do that. So that's the end of chapter 20. We'll see you next time. Bye.